0: Today's show is brought to you by Women of Faith, Faith in Public Life. Calling all women of faith, it's time to come together and unite around our shared values of justice, equality, and dignity for all people. We believe the current moment is an urgent referendum on the values that will shape our nation's future. While many political issues pose complex moral questions, this election poses a stark moral choice. Women of faith come from a long lineage of freedom fighters, barrier breakers, and change agents. We've been leaders of liberation, defenders of the least, funders of movements, and spreaders of good news. We've raised generation after generation to resist and fight oppression. From Dolores Huerta to Sylvia Riviera and Dorothy Day, women have led and will continue to lead our movements. You can too. Meet us at faithinpubliclife.org slash women of faith to build community, fight for justice, and unleash your faith for good.
1: This
2: is The Relevant Podcast. It's Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020, and it's The Relevant Podcast. It's Election Day, too, everybody. Here in Orlando, I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and joining me from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. Hello. From Austin, Texas, author and podcaster Jamie Ivey. Hey guys, and from Nashville, Tennessee, artist producer Mogul Derek Miner.
3: Proud to be an American. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did y'all do your civic duty? Did y'all vote? I did. Nice. Yes, I voted early, and I had an observation about this was because it? I voted early at the rec center, and I had to wait in line over an hour. Oh, this is like a week before the election. And, and it was just spread out through the parking lot. And, well, I had a couple of things that Why I wanted to. You waited in line an hour? For just to vote early. Dude, I voted wow. early and it was five minutes. I voted yeah.
2: and I voted early on
1: an impulse because I was driving by and I was like, oh, that line looks pretty short and I pulled in. See, I planned it and everything. I was like, I'm not going to go the first day of early voting at this at this particular location. I'm going to wait a couple of days. No, it didn't help at all. So first, w- w- when you go up there, can we can we do away with the campaign signage? Like it seems so wasteful to me. It's like fifty signs <laughs> of the same signs right in a row. It's like or at least one one sign per candidate. That would solve a lot of this because there's a there's a lot of waste happening right there. It's like look if you're trying to get me right here, I've made my decision by now. Like, do you think I'm walking up to the poll being like, oh, I you know, yes, guess I'm logo. almost there. Who am I going nice to vote sign. for? That's a, that's a
2: lot of nice logos
1: right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, look at that. There's 40 of them right in a row. I'll vote for that person. <laughs> then they also had one of, I'm not going to reveal the name of the politician. I'll let people just assume who it is. That really just made me sad because it was a giant Hanging picture of a politician, it was a painting riding on a tank with money going everywhere and an eagle landing <laughs> on her shoulder and it was not <laughs> and I was thinking like this is this is like is this the end of democracy? Like, what is happening here? What is happening right now? Who hung that there? And what, and, and did they think that's going to sway anyone? Like, if anything it's going to sway people the other way. The other thing too, is like, guys, pen know. and paper. There's a demographic out there. that, Yeah. Hey, pen and paper. What? Th- there's got to be a better way. You know, like I can pay my credit card online pretty securely. They can't figure this out. Like, it, I feel like this is a big deterrent for people who either, you know, don't have like childcare or have to work or, or, or have other obligations. that They don't have half a day to go stand in a parking lot. We don't have. They can't do the, the Chick Fil A thing. Okay, I go up to Chick Fil A Chick-fil-A and the line look. There's just as many people waiting for a sandwich, and that's actually something they have to make. They got to make all those meals. They got to cook them. Like yep. I'm just going out fill a piece, fill out a piece of paper. Have you got those cats with the iPads just walking around the 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 entire drive-through. It's seamless. Why can't we have an iPad situation? Why can't we get the Chick Fil A team out there in the parking lots walking and I would even buy a sandwich. I would even say you know what? I've been out here for like 45 minutes. I'll play. I'll do my vote on your little iPad and if you can get me a number one with a large sweet tea, that'd be fantastic. Like I just combine them into one great experience. One, whoever whoever people,
2: runs the Chick-fil-A drive-thru needs to run the government. That is absolutely bangs. true. They're the GOAT.
1: That's what I'm saying. There's just as many people at any given moment on lunch break at a Chick-fil-A than there are lined up to vote early. And no one feels disenfranchised leaving Chick-fil-A. It's a polite. (laughs) It was their pleasure. It was their pleasure to do it.
3: (laughs) so weird. Have you seen the the Trump um, campaign ad where he calls Joe Biden a zombie? Uh -uh. No. Was it a Halloween themed campaign ad? It is the funniest thing. uh, Clark, I just dropped it into the chat. Can we can we cue that thing up? Just I just want y'all to... Because when you talked about the money tank, it kind of reminded me of this. This was the most bizarre thing I ever saw on YouTube in my life.
4: Here's how you can spot a zombie. Look for someone who has a corpse-like appearance, exhibits aggressive behavior, craves human flesh, and utters incoherent moans and groans. Uh, I don't know. With your help, we can prevent the zombie uprising.
3: I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. <laughs> so, w- like, when he's like... Craves human flesh. It has him sniffing some girl's hair, and oh then Joe goodness. Biden. It's like a picture of him, and he looks like like I. I, I thought to myself. I said, that is, that is "We funny. have we have stumbled." into a place in this election. Well, not man. only that. I, I mean, never thought we'd go. <laughs> even
1: when you're watching the debates, it's like, you know, they're both sitting there attacking and defending like personal uh, alleged transgressions, right, the whole time. Right. And it's like, can you guys just sh- shut up about that for a second? What are you doing for us? Can we can we ignore <laughs> his his laptop, his kid's laptop and his, you know, uh, desk and all that? Yeah, c- yeah, c- yeah. Can you yeah. do me a favor? Can it's you guys settle that somewhere else? Can you just tell us what you're doing for us? The people who I are voting for you? I think they should box.
3: Yeah. I just think they should put gloves on and just straight up get in the ring. And I just want to see those dudes go at it. I want to see them box. Like, I but think guess that what? would be great.
2: Guess what? This is the last day that we get to talk about this. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm so happy. Hey, nope. we, have a, we have a great show in store for you today. Coming up later, uh, hip hop artist KB joins us. He has a new album out. We talked to him about
3: that. You close to KB? That's my brother. I love KB. KB is 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 an amazing man. There you go. Good. Well, he's person. coming up later. It's
2: going to be a good one. Also, uh, our senior editor Tyler Huckabee is going to join me in the middle of the show, and we're going to tell you about the brand new issue of Relevant, the November-December issue dropped yesterday. We're going to tell you about it. If you saw it, you know we have a cover story with the one and only Matthew McConaughey. Um, what? Matthew McConaughey all right, all right, talking all right. about his faith talking about Jesus, Tyler Huckabee told me after he got out of that interview and he was working on the story a few days later, he said, Cameron, in all the years I've been doing celebrity interviews for Relevant and other places, this is the best piece I've ever written. This is unbelievable. So, He's so dope. Yeah. I, I, and he went there. As soon as like, Jesse, you can attest, a lot yeah. of times when A-listers, you know, you kind of like hint around about the God question we want to mm-hmm. talk faith or whatever. Th- a lot of times they're kind of like, real light on their yeah, answer, yeah. right? Mm. McConaughey took the bait and ran with it for an hour. Like that's all he wanted to talk about. It's unbelievable. We also in the issue have Letitia Wright. Uh, oh, we have dude, yeah, she's incredible.
3: We got some bangers. We got some, go. we got some bangers. Got some bangers. Some, yeah. Okay.
1: And new issue of relevant. Letitia Wright, uh, uh this is an interesting uh uh I don't have it right off the top of my head, but um an interesting piece of trivia. There was one year where her films made more money than any other actor or actress in the entire world she had wow. more global box office she, she was in seen. like
2: star wars she was in
1: uh, black in black panther, panther. She, she was in yeah. the avengers but then also yeah. some Sheesh. of the, some of the smaller non franchise movies that she was in also performed really well yeah. um she's it incredible two years ago yeah, yeah and she's, she's a, uh, a woman of faith. and uh, Talks about it with the <laughs> relevant. So
2: Tyler's joining us in a couple in a couple of segments to talk about that. We want you all to see it. We'll tell you behind-the-scenes stories. It's going to be a lot of fun. We got a theme going on this election day, so we're playing All-America music. Also, we have your feedback at the end of the show. So stay tuned. It's going to be a packed one. All right, stay tuned. Up
4: next, it's This is America. Don't got you slipping off. Look how I'm living off. Police be tripping off. Yeah, this is America. Comes in my area. I got the strap. Hey, I gotta carry 'em. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this. Yeah, yeah, this is gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bag. Yeah, yeah, or I'ma get
3: the bag. you
2: listening to childish Gambino. The song is This Is America. I told you all the songs would be kind of election voting focused. Well, today's show is brought to you by Samaritan Ministries. Let's be honest, talking about health insurance is not something anyone really likes to do. It can be confusing with lots of jargon, plus who really knows what it's actually going to take care of. That's why Samaritan Ministries is a health care option you should consider. It's not insurance. It's Christians sharing health care costs and encouraging one another when there's medical need. Here's how it works. You choose your health care provider. Medical bills are sent to Samaritan Ministries. They notify members to pray and send you money for your shareable bills. The money received is used to pay for your medical expenses. Health care sharing is biblical and affordable. Samaritan members directly share health care costs with other members, and the cost for an individual can be as low as $75 a month. You can join Samaritan Ministries any time of year, so why not today? Samaritan members know that when an illness or injury happens, fellow members are there to support them. Learn more at org slash Relevant Podcast. Okay, it's time for
1: Slices. All right, what do you have, Jesse? All right, well, I, I have, uh, you know, ready to eat some humble pie because I have rethought my position on outer space, and I'll tell you why. Ooh, because of a, oh, new, oh, oh. a new study by scientists that have uh, identified an asteroid That actually uh, they they have a ranking system for uh, asteroids that are threats to Earth. Right. Yeah. And the number one and number two uh, threats to Earth, uh, you know, th- they are giant asteroids. And if they collide with Earth, it's going to be really, really bad. Like the good news. Yeah. The, the good news about one and two is they're like seven, eight hundred years in the future. So we don't <laughs> really, really worry about them. Okay. But they have identified a new one, a new threat that is in the number three spot that they say with a bullet. Uh, Yeah, it is. It is not. I would say this it's not likely, but there is a very small chance that it could impact Earth directly. It it, 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 like there are, you know, trajectories that they have calculated that could have a direct impact with Earth and uh, so much so that they've ranked it number three on the list. But the reason why it's notable is because this one would hit Earth in two two thousand sixty eight. That's right. Just 48 years in the future. So we got a little runway to figure we this out. We could all
0: still be here.
1: We, we got a little runway to figure this out. Okay. And so, again, it's a, I'll be honest. It's a very, very small chance, <laughs> but it's still possible. And here's what I want to do right now on the record. If this <laughs> asteroid, if, if, if we're 45 years in and we're still worried about this. Okay. So, yeah. so it's 48 years. I will be I will be a man in my 80s and I'm volunteering right now to go up there and Armageddon this thing. Bruce Willis style. Now hopefully you can get me off that rock, okay? But if not, me and a team of ragtag oil drillers will go up there and I will be the 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 There the will savior. be no oil drillers in forty five years. I'll find someone. I'll find Owen Wilson will be with me. It'll be fine. We'll figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Wow. 48 years? Wow. That's my worst worst. <laughs> Um, we'll go up there. I, so. Again, we have enough runway right now. We might as well start picking the team, okay? Because, you know, you want want people that have a lot of experience. You can study this a long time. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there right now. I am volunteering 85-year-old me to go up there and do what I can to push this thing off the track. Hopefully, you guys can get me back down here. But I will be (laughs) the savior of humanity if it comes to that in my 80s. You know, I'm going to go ahead and volunteer. So, it's nothing to be concerned about right now. Now. But right. if it did, if it if it did impact Earth, <laughs> things things would not be great. And so, hopefully, you know the the track. Like I said, it's a less than one percent chance, but it's a not. Anytime there's a non-zero chance of an asteroid colliding directly with Earth, it's something to keep an eye on. Like I said, thankfully, we got about almost 50 years of runway here to figure something out. So, uh, yeah. But I just want to put this on everybody's radar um, and, and go ahead. And, and you might want to cancel any plans uh, in 2068. Just in case. I hate for you to lose that Airbnb deposit, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you have, Jamie?
0: okay so I like to bring some good news right this is yes. uh, not that Jesse's wasn't good news but it is a it's little very good, good news it's, that he's gonna save earth the good news that's is exactly I, right. I
1: volunteer tribute that's
0: it <laughs> thank, you, thank you in advance
3: Jesse I appreciate you bro you're welcome you're
2: he's welcome, the tribute for Jesse we'll miss you we'll miss you but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, but we get 45 for
0: more years with you so that's good yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah. look on the bright side uh, so I have some good news I love bringing good stories and this is a story from Ireland and two sisters actually saw a problem took something and did something with it Izzy and her sister they 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 used to love playing dress up when they were younger. And Izzy has spina bifida. So she uses a wheelchair. She has been in a wheelchair her whole life. Um, And her sister, who went to the National College of Art and Design in Dublin, she was allowed to do anything she wanted. Anything she wanted as a final project, which is like, the world is yours, whatever you want to do. And she designed... Uh, wheel covers for her sister's chair. So she designed these really cool covers for her sister's chair. They put them up online and then it started going crazy, went viral. They got messages from other artists and other designers from around the world who wanted to also design stuff. And so listen to this, they started enlisting artists to create wheels uh, for Izzy and her friends and the project kept growing. And then then she started a company. And so now they design amazing covers to go on people's wheelchairs uh, so that they can have the style and they don't, look like, you know, your typical wheelchair that you see, um, running around. And so I love it so much. Uh, she said, rather than her wheelchair being something that people might be nervous about, it turns it into something, uh, that is a conversation piece. So I get so excited when I see people make like, they just say like, we can do whatever we want. And she created these wheelchair covers for her sister. And now they're changing the world and changing little kids' lives. I mean, if you look at right. their Instagram, That's there's awesome. little kids in their wheelchairs and they're so excited about the artisticness that they have on their covers. So love stories like that
3: that is awesome that is that's a really super great story dope. yeah just just a side note there was a disabled brother at um at MTSU mm-hmm. and uh i forgot i forgot what his name was but literally he had a sound system on his wheelchair on
0: his wheelchair <gasps> that's, that's amazing awesome. it, it that's was hilarious.
3: it was the dopest thing in life like you literally would hear him coming and he'd That's like great. whip his wheelchair up and he's banging like Lil John and the East Side Boys.
1: <laughs> like I love it. Was, it. it was
3: cool. so dope. So, you know, that was definitely a pin my ride situation. For sure. That's really funny. That's cool. That's cool. Good story. All right. What do you have, Derek? Yo, so um, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, my childhood is, is about to be the new generation z's childhood cuz say by the Bell is coming back baby i saw yes. that it's coming back baby and if you saw the trailer i i, I kind of like it it's like bayside do you really? I, I do dog i'm gonna keep it real oh i kind of like it it's the rich neighborhood and then you got the black kid you got mario lopez trying to help them navigate through this crazy suburban rich it's almost like it's kind of it kind of like like they took fresh prints and mixed it with say by the bell kind of feels a little bit like that. So Put, is it like a oak?
0: remake or well, no, the same characters are older? So the oh. same
3: characters are, are older. Uh Clark, I think you got a clip. You got a clip? Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
2: Yo, Mama. Sorry, Dr. Mama. How do you think this year's gonna go for these new students? I'm psyched. You're excited for the first day of school? Let's go. Why is everybody
0: so rich? Are you ready for my party Saturday night? I got DJ Khaled's baby to make you a playlist. It's okay. Time out. What is up with these kids? Yes. Yeah.
1: In attendance will be the governor of California.
2: Max Dad?
1: You, you look,
2: look amazing. amazing and your hair's fire. My dad's also coming.
1: I don't care about your dad, Spencer. I just care about Zach and Kelly.
0: We all want these new kids to feel welcome. Let's see what happens.
3: Can we talk? Did you just sit backwards in a chair? Wow, never seen anyone do that in real life.
0: It's not going to work unless we get to know them. You only know how Bayside works for kids like you—hot kids, privileged kids, privileged kids.
3: Alright, So the, I think the only person that's not coming back is Screech. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They're all back. Yeah. They're all back. Yeah, everybody's adults. back but Screech. And I'm kind of sad that Screech isn't coming back Mr. Building's he, not there. He, yeah, he, oh, he got kinda oh, yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, that's kind of. Here's crazy. my thing.
2: I, if you want to see it, so we posted it at rollevmagz.com. If you want to watch it, you need to watch it. Here's my issue with it. So, I feel like what was great about Saved by the Bell was it was it was light and fluffy and stupid. You know, it was just, and and like at the same time, it it, it knew what it was. It just, it was light. And so they're bringing it back, but they're trying to make it all like Riverdale. They're trying to make it like dramatic Mm. and shot all cinematically and stuff. And Uh I'm going... It's not One Tree Hill. It was saved by the bell. But right. they're trying to bring it back and turn it into One Tree Hill. And it's just like, to me, it loses what was saved by the bell.
0: So are they trying to get us, who we used to watch it, to watch it again? This like, is the they thing. I kids so. To watch Who's this so. for? Because well. yeah, is it for but my it, kids or for me? It's,
2: it's emphasizing the high school stuff. So it's just like, what? it's kind of like
1: trying to be Riverdale. And it's like, who is this for? I don't get I it. I have a totally different beef. And I'm glad <laughs> I have an opportunity to get it off my chest. Please. Because do you guys remember back in the day, when say by the bell, like OG say by the bell, and right. occasionally Zach not Morris, the college years, not the, not college, the college years, years. I'm not no. even. I'm talking like early say by the bell. Mm-hmm. There be or episodes. You'd where Zach Morris would freeze time <laughs> yeah. and everyone was everyone's doing the mannequin challenge thing and Zach Morris is just walking down the halls and he's looking directly he breaks the he fourth break- wall, fourth and, wall he looks, and he looks right at you and explains what he can do and he'll mess with someone's trapper keeper and turn it upside down or something and then snap his fingers unpause time what happened to that ability and is this <laughs> is he finally
0: going to bring it back
1: is he fine? because that's the show I would watch honestly like I don't really care about them going back as teachers I just don't like like, it, it you doesn't just want interfere. them to freeze time. If if it was like <laughs> if it was like that same trailer, and it's like, and someone has a has a superpower, he left on the shelf a long time ago, and it's just <laughs> Zach Morris like that's right, and snaps, and everything just freezes. Now yeah. that's a show. One of them has superpowers. I'm in. I'm in. Like why not? I, I just feel in, like in this reboot, Zach is the governor.
2: I love uh, it. AC Slater is working at the school as the coach. Yep. Um I don't know what. I, I Where's think Kelly Kapowski? It, she's in it. I don't know, but like uh, yes, the trailer shows them like doing a band and stuff. Like they're forty year old adults, like would doing. You, a, would you rather? They, see
1: they didn't them, give
3: Kelly a lot of love
1: in the real, trailer. Real talk. Would you rather see this that concept of them in a band, just adults doing adult forty something things, or would you rather see Zach Morris be able to to stop? <laughs> Time and maybe stop crime.
3: <gasps> oh, Jesse.
1: Okay. 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 Thank, you. Thank I, 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 you. I smell
3: what you cooking. So you're I trying to go in the direction of
2: like the boys or something. Like you're I trying to take them cooking. superhero. Okay. Exactly.
1: Exactly. It's can It's, it, it, it's, it's in the canon. Okay. I'm not going outside of, of the Saved by the Bell universe with this already an established rule that Zach can do that. And I think that would be a more interesting show personally. That's all. And then That's
2: maybe all. the nemesis, his, his arch
1: rival is actually Screech. Yeah, Ooh. like the Joker. And that's why he's not God there. Yeah. yeah, and he's found some way. It's like Steve Urkel, who who could build crazy inventions in his basement, time machines. Yeah. Guys, like, what, what, what just
3: happened? What just we just, we literally...
0: just did a new show. Yeah. And this one, We're this one, it guys. sounds way Let's better.
1: It sounds way it. better than what they came up sounds with. Sounds way better than a wannabe Riverdale. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah All right. Well, go check out the trailer. <laughs> 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 Derek's excited. Derek's excited. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm gonna watch that one for real. All, All right. Stay fun. tuned. Up next, KB joins us.
0: You're never silent, it's a voice! We're the voiceless! you never silent, it's a voice! we the voiceless! We have the powerful, gotten earnest, the people who they serve in these spit-truths. They burn like black churches, closing verses. A million foreign hearses. Watch decisions of Dred Scott as it reverses. As long as their roof is tied around, we'll be we as...
2: You're listening to Rage Against the Machine. The song is Voice of the Voiceless. The theme continues on. Well, today's episode is brought to you by podcast creation platform, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor yet, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. First of all, it's free. There are custom tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and every major platform. The cool thing is you can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, Tampa native KB is a Christian hip-hop artist and leader of the group HGA. Over the last decade, he released five solo projects with Reach Records, and this year he ventured out and released his new album, His Glory Alone, on Essential Sound. Our very own Tyler Huckabee recently sat down with KB to discuss the project Here's our conversation KB Yeah, never finna change, take it to the grave, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah. We see the dead race here, another day at the
4: office. Yeah. Holy, holy, i am a to burn for the father. Got the round fight against the knee Free, free, we the sons and the daughters. Remember him, let my name in for God and is control, yeah. And he got the soul, got the shows, yeah. Bow down take a need that's what I propose, yeah. Told me what your manners, okay. No Every nation's anthem, we'll have to kneel the whole Xanna Lord now, been Lord Deep, never waiting for
5: endorsement I would think it's got to be especially difficult for you as uh, as somebody who's not only involved in the culture, but you've got you've got a platform, you know, you've got a mouthpiece, you you've got a microphone, literally. Uh, do you feel that? Do you feel like there's a pressure on you from fans, from people to have something
4: to say? Um, I, I, to, to a certain degree, yes. I think my. My tribe, if you will, uh, I know that's not the best word to use these days um, for good reason. But I think the folks who who trust me and know me and would look to me as uh, not just a, a truth teller, but a, a leader. And um, I think they want to know what I think about these issues. I think those are the folks that I find uh, that are locked into the podcast. Um, South Side Rabbi. And um, I'm getting to interact with them uh, via the community app. Well, a month ago, right before my album came out, I did um, these, we sold these VIP packages so you could pay an amount of money and you get to spend five minutes with me via Zoom. The moment I I saw their face, they started talking to me, I started talking to them. It it, it, it felt, I felt renewed, re-energized. And that period of time was mainly counseling for the most part. People coming to me with, what do you think about this? What do I do about that? So I think, yes, they do. Now, there is another contingency within my audience uh, that doesn't care what I think about this unless it's a reiteration of what they think about what's going on. So if, they, they, if it's their words out of my mouth, then they'll appreciate what's being said. So I think that's pretty much my landscape. <laughs>
5: Do you feel like when, when people come to you with these, with, with their issues, they want to talk to you about how they're dealing with this stuff, probably with their churches, their families, their neighborhoods, the communities, right. do you ever feel kind of like, uh, this, this pressure, like, I don't know what to do. Like you didn't get, you didn't, you didn't start doing music to speak into people's lives about issues this big, but here you are and now you're doing it ready or not. Is that difficult? Yeah,
4: I mean, it it, it certainly has its challenges. Um, I think particularly two challenges come to mind. One is when we get to the place where I'm just not equipped to deal with this. I I can't speak to the the realms of the soul that require professionals, psychologists and historians Mm -hmm. and theologians, you know, um, I think the other issue is that there isn't enough time for us to peel back all the ways. I mean, typically, what's, a lot of times when somebody finds themselves in error, uh, it's not an isolated thing. It's a web. It's like conspiracies. We, we always say that nobody just believes one conspiracy. You often find that they exist in a whole myriad of things. You can start talking about one issue, but then it starts to overlap into another. Mm-hmm. And before we know it, we got to go back to Genesis mm-hmm. 1. Before we can get to, you know, redemption and the end of the gospel. So, um, so I find those are the two things that are challenging. I do think that there is a uniqueness of my situation uh, because by God's grace, I, I, I stumbled on a rap career. My, my, my whole thing before was I was heading to seminary. I was going to get my, I used to get my degree in biblical counseling Um, And uh, the only degree that I have Outside of an associate's from A community college that I got when I was in high school But outside of that I I have a bachelor's in theology And uh, and I I most identify The core of who I am As a minister of the gospel A shepherd of God's people Um, And then the hip hop thing Is kind of like a working of that So I do think that This is the Lord being sneaky (laughs) And how he put together my life um, they call it Jehovah sneaky um and putting my my, my life together that I, I do feel some some kind of uh excitement um, and energy for the task because uh, right. I feel prepared for the season uh, uh, yeah. Ten reasons I can believe in. God's so good, so A C A, that's
5: the law. New sheriff in Uh, it. I know it's been uh, uh, about a month now, I suppose, but can we talk about his glory alone a little bit? Of course, of course. This whole year has been strange, but the summer especially, this came out on the heels of an enormously fraught summer, particularly when it comes to race. Um, When you went in to tackle this this project, what were some of the chief messages or themes that you really wanted to deliver with this album?
4: I wanted to... Look at the culture and say, Y'all don't need to hear more personalities, my guy. You don't, y'all don't need to hear more interesting stories and cool families with, you know, they got the Christian celebrity with his hot wife and, and their perfect children and, and their wonderful. Spe- y'all don't need any more celebrity Christian personality. What I think what y'all need is a reimagining, a recasting. Of the character of God. And that's why I think a lot of people walked away from, from the album is, yo, God is really in control. Like, he's really real. I've heard that from few people, it's not a very sophisticated statement, but we need to be reminded that God is really real. And, and, I, and I get that when I kind of sit with who he is. And then I believe in, my, in concepts like uh, the song Dark Skin on my album. Um, where I am, it's a song about the image of God when it's on dark skin. I grew up watching the image of God being devalued by my neighbor, the image of God on me, the image of God on them. And then the image of God on myself. I look in the mirror and I don't like what I see. The glory of God, as it expresses itself in its crown creation in making image bearers has been strained. And, what we want to do is break out of that and align ourselves with what the glory of God w- would say, which is with the Song of Solomon, chapter one, that you are dark and lovely, that the image of God is expressing itself in purposely giving you melanin. Melanin was God's idea. That, that's what I want people in various ways to walk away with from my album how the glory of God speaks to all these things, and in lining up with it, you find yourself.
5: I'm wondering if you could speak to, to myself and other, pe- and other the, the people who are listening to this or read this who are white, who kind of are like, well, can't we just get over that? You know, whatever. or can't we just, uh, like, we, we don't see race, uh, God doesn't see race, so why do we have to make this a conversation? Because I'm sure you've heard that. Uh, what do you say to those critics?
4: I think, number one, there are many gospel-believing... If I, if I, if, if, I'm assuming that most of the audience that will listen to this um, is Christian. I think if that's the case, I want to first tell you that there are a lot of solid gospel uh, preaching, uh, theologically orthodox men and women of color that have been talking about these issues for years, like the John Perkins or the N. Wabwili, or there's individuals who have went to school and became, become historians for the glory of God to help the church to understand these things, like Jamar Tisby and his and his wonderful book, Color of Compromise, which is just this historical walkthrough. It just gives you the, the, uh, the, the greatest hits of the story in the church. And there are individuals who are For you and for the church, John 17, the high priestly prayer, that the world would know that Christ has been sent because his people are living together as one. There are individuals who believe that with all their heart and division is the furthest thing from their mind and the very thing that they're trying to get rid of because we are divided. The church of Jesus Christ is about one of the most segregated institutions in America, and when I say segregation, I'm not meaning it in the terms of that which was passed down by the government making black people not worship with white people. What I'm talking about is that we are not integrated, that there's still a massive gap between white worshipers and black worship, worshipers and, and brown worshipers, that we are typically retreated to our own corners. Our separation isn't mere happenstance, but there are things in place that keep us divided, and we want to tear those things down. So I would encourage you to look at those divides and say, why and how does the gospel speak to those? And I don't think you're going to be able to land on anything besides to run after them and engage and bring gospel grace to them.
5: These are obviously extraordinarily difficult conversations that require a lot of nuance, right. and I appreciate how in this conversation, how much nuance you've been able to bring to it that to me mm. as a non, as a non songwriter, non musician, it seems like that'd be very difficult to do in music. Cause you've got like, yes. like, like rhythms and meters and beats and it's got a rhyme. It, like, it, so bringing this level of thoughtfulness to your creative output, seems like it would be sort of complicated. Is that a pressure that you feel or how do you work with that?
4: Yeah, I feel like Nina Simone, um, she's like, man, oh, God, please don't let me be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I mean, an artist hates being misunderstood. Uh, well, you hate being misunderstood if it means people are turning against you. <laughs> sure. uh, so, I mean, if you are misunderstood, but they keep buying tickets, you're like, well, you know, what happens. <laughs> um, but uh, nevertheless, I think that is a there, there is definitely a burden for the artist to not sell, you know, sell out trying to be to over explain themselves where something just feels like a you know didactic lecture as a and then you lose creativity uh and interpretation because we want to leave space at the table for all sorts of people to come sit and enjoy themselves you know what i'm saying uh we don't want you to have to be uh committed to jesus uh to to even hear or understand anything that we're saying well, that, that would defeat the point we we want folks who don't know jesus to engage with us so that they can meet them um so that they can feel he- helped and served and loved um so it's difficult to kind of do both well point one is i'm going to get canceled and if there's a bunch of trolls i guess i deal with it and point two that if there are people who are actually you know struggling with something because maybe I didn't say something clear enough or something, I did say something that could be taken the wrong way. I do want to not come in entitled like well, for you know, forget you then. You know what I'm saying? I do want to feel a bit of humility that your support is a gift to me and I don't just, I don't I don't necessarily uh, I'm not necessarily entitled to it and it's I want to leave space for me to engage with those who are looking actually for more leadership through their critique. Got That was KB.
2: Check out his new album, His Glory Alone, wherever you get your music. Listening to Comfortably Numb by Pink Floyd. You know, got the election theme going deep, a little nuanced on that one. Um, okay, I'm going to break the fourth wall and talk to y'all like adults. This podcast is not recorded in a linear fashion most weeks, we do a lot of editing. We have to redub stuff. We have to do things out of order. And this segment that you're about to hear is one of those times that we're doing something out of order. If you notice, my voice sounds different than it did 30 seconds ago. And that's because we are recording this segment the day after the brand new issue of Relevant released. I'm sick. that's what it comes down to we We worked all night. I am on no sleep and woke up with a cold. so you're gonna hear my uh stuffed up froggy throat, and I apologize. Welcome back to the show. Our senior editor, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You worked all weekend during like daylight hours. And then That's I, true. I procrastinated and That's waited and until you, you came in after me PM on Sunday. And well, you had to wait
5: till I was done. You had to, you had to come in, you had to come in and, and just pick up the chat that I left behind. <laughs>
2: and, you know, <laughs> I worked from 2 PM on Sunday till almost 6 AM on Monday and then had to, and then, and then the office started messaging me at 8 AM on Monday. So Hence my And voice. I think that
5: effort shows. I think that effort shows in the product.
2: <laughs> well, we're a small team, all hands on deck, and we're excited. I mean, this is a fun issue. Yeah. It's issue 103 of relevant. Um it's you know for those of you who have been print subscribers over the years you've probably gotten our emails you probably know what's going on but uh we put the print magazine on hiatus last at the end of last year. 2020's been a lot of upheaval in media. We wanted to kind of step back, assess and kind of make sure that we move forward with a smart plan for 2020 and beyond. So what we're doing with the magazine is what we're calling Digital First Publishing. We are releasing six digital issues, six bi-monthly issues each year. And then we will end the year with a print annual edition of the best content uh, throughout the year. So our November, December Digital First issue uh, just released. It came out on Monday featuring the one and only... Matthew McConaughey on the cover. Yeah.
5: That <laughs> was and I think I think I mentioned this to you, Cameron. I think this might be I've had a lot of really fun conversations,
2: but this might be my favorite celebrity profile that I've ever worked on. Yeah, a lot of times celebrities uh you know, they're, they're doing the press cycle because they're promoting something, right? And sure. then obviously yeah, our yeah. conversation, we want the relevant conversation to have a little bit more substance. We want to talk about faith. We want to talk about things that aren't necessarily in their PR promo mindset, right? So sometimes celebrity interviews are very difficult. That, that you told me was not the case with Matthew McConaughey.
5: Well, they came, you know, this isn't always the case, but his people came to us and said, Matthew McConaughey wants to talk about God and we said well we can we do that here we we've got we have the ability we have the means and uh <laughs> and sure enough that is uh that is that is what he did it was a, it was a really really i, I thought it was, i found it to be a very uh vulnerable conversation with him on his part he was extremely open not just about his thoughts but about some of the things that have happened in his life that he's not super proud of and the things he's had feels like he's had to atone for both with himself with his family and with god as well and we were able to get into to all of that, it was a, it was, it was exactly what you would think a conversation with Matthew McConaughey might be like if you've seen uh, True Detective or those Lincoln ads. But it was, uh, it was also extremely uh, vertical in its focus, and I loved putting this together. And I'm really grateful to him for being willing to sit down and be so uh, open uh, to indulge my um, just my curiosity about his thoughts on all that.
2: I, I honestly, I learned a lot. I had no sure. idea that he believed what he believed that he's a Christian, that he goes to church every week. Uh, and, you know, he said he goes to church every week. Uh-huh. Like I I had no clue. I had no clue. Uh, to me, he's just an a-lister known for all right. All right. All right. You know, uh-huh. like I, I didn't know how much substance there was uh, to his worldview. It was a fascinating piece. Really uh,
5: thoughtful guy. Yeah, yeah. Really,
2: really thoughtful person. Uh, we're not going <laughs> to take you through every story, uh, but we're going to hit some of the highlights for you. Um, If you want to read the issue, this issue is completely free because of the generous support of UHSM. You've heard the ads for UHSM Health Sharing uh, here on the podcast. You've seen them on the site. They are the presenting exclusive sponsor of Issue 103. And so because of their support, the entire issue is free and available. All you have to do is go to relevantmagazine.com. It's right there in the nav. You can click Magazine and you can see all this stuff for yourself. the lineup on this is, I mean, we've done 103 issues, man. And I can't recall having so many just like hit it out of the ballpark. I mean, this is just, it was a stacked, stacked lineup. Um, one of my favorite pieces in the, in the, in the, was your conversation with Letitia Wright. Yeah,
5: yeah. I was, this is this, Letitia Wright is somebody who's been in kind of my wish list for a long time to get into this issue. Uh, She obviously came across our radars first in Black Mirror, then in Black Panther, and now in the excellent new film anthology she has coming out on Amazon Prime later on this month, directed by Steve McQueen. It's called Small Axe. She's wonderful in it. And she's always been extremely outspoken about her faith. As her star has gotten bigger, she's only gotten more bold about it. So we knew there was a conversation there. It just took some... We, the stars had to align for our times to match up, and it finally did. And it, it, she did not disappoint.
2: She is just a, a, a wonderful astro- conversationalist. You just threw an astrology reference in there. Maybe yeah, it's well, just brilliant. divine favor. Maybe it has nothing brilliant. to do with astrology.
5: I, I, I'm telling you, I had a conversation with Matthew McConaughey. I'm seeing things in a different way, man. I'm seeing new colors.
2: <laughs> oh, man, it's a good one. And she, yeah, she's one of the few... Hollywood stars. That is absolutely. She's like Chris Pratt level outspoken about her faith. I mean, yeah,
5: yeah, and and, and really interesting. I always, I'm always kind of interested with people who uh, who are were not. She wasn't raised in a Christian household. You know, this yeah. was not a situation where she kind of inherited this from her parents. This was a later on decision in life that she made because she 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 needed to make some changes. This is the one she made. I won't give away the full story here, but it's a really good one, and uh, yeah. I'm really grateful
2: for her for being willing to tell it too. On on the music side, we have uh Social Club Misfits. Uh they just dropped a brand new album on Friday and That's we have excellent. a feature with them on Monday. Look at us. Uh Social Club <laughs> Misfits is in the issue. Judah and the Lion, one of our favorite indie bands, mm-hmm. they're in the issue. Uh they here's how good that piece was. That piece is so good that Judah and the Lion emailed Tyler <laughs> and said Man, what a great piece! Thank you so much. <laughs> like, <laughs> that doesn't happen. A little folks. panic attack.
5: A little panic attack when you see that email. Like, oh, I got <laughs> something wrong. There's, uh, there's, so they were, but nope, they're just happy. They're just, they're just happy with the write-up. It's a good feeling. Yeah, that's, uh, you had a conversation came with uh, that people. A lot of people listen to this podcast have already heard with Pastor Rick Warren. Uh, but there's even more of it now that is available online in the through the uh, write-up of the conversation you all had about kind of 2020, just a retrospective on the year.
2: Yeah. The conversation uh you know we wanted to talk to him about politics and Uh he wanted to talk about covid politics racial justice and it's like those were kind of the three things that defined 2020 for our for our for our country and so uh that's that's kind of the tone we took with it just kind of like pastor rick kind of looking back at this year and with some great insight and um yeah that's fascinating piece we have an awesome piece on what we're calling the new pro-life movement it's a, yeah. a it's a, a piece, uh, written by, uh, an activist who is pro-life from womb to tomb. And it is a challenging piece because a true pro-life ethic, according to this article does not fall along partisan lines. And so yeah. it kind of is a challenging thing to, from a Christian worldview, really think about what a holistic and true definition of pro-life is.
5: For all you hear about, especially this time of year from Christians, who I think mean are very well meaning about what it means to, you know, I'm not totally Republican, I'm not totally Democrat. Uh, You hear that a lot, but usually that just kind of means, but you are uh you know you you end up choosing a side and i've been really i was really really impressed and re- like you said really challenged by maria's write up on what it means for her to be have a consistent pro life ethic that has honestly made her a lot of enemies and made her some very unlikely friends and she talks about how she got to that point and lays out what i think is an extremely compelling case Absolutely. for a uh, ethic that transcends partisan
2: divides it's uh, it's uh the photos uh that are in the piece are of a pro of a rally that they do, and I always I look at it, I'm going, What side of the street are they going to stand on? You know, they're ticking <laughs> off both sides if yeah. they're at an abortion rally or the, tomatoes you know. flying from both sides <laughs> of the street. Yeah, it. yeah, it's interesting. Uh, go check it out. The photos are really amazing. Um, okay, well, let's just do it. Like, I mean, we're almost we're, let's just tell everybody, Brooke Ligertwood's in the issue. Uh, Love talking. Brooke. Brooke is one of our favorite, you know, worship mm-hmm. artists, and uh, tell us about that piece. Yeah,
5: so Brooke, we, this is actually, we've been able to talk to Brooke a lot over the past year, fo- sort of following her journey through the pandemic uh, and what she's been doing along with the rest of Hillsong and as as a songwriter, as people who are, as someone who's trying to lead people into worship uh, at a time when worship is looking very different for a lot of us right now. Uh, so she gives us, she pulls back the curtain on that and some of the work that she's done, uh, not just her, but how she's worked with other folks in Hillsong United, Young and Free to to make sure that they're continuing to deliver, to help people um, but the way that they always have, but obviously in a very new and very different context. Great conversation. Always love talking to Brooke. Um, we have Jen Hatmaker. Oh, this is a good one. Jen Hatmaker. Uh, if, if anybody is worried about going home for the holidays because you think some of the conversations might be a little bit testy, given uh, political situations, cultural situations happening. Jen, who knows a little bit about that herself, has put together a guide for making sure that you can keep peace in your home while still standing up for things that are important, things that you believe in uh, with with family members, especially as you head home. So I can see how
2: that might be relevant to some people who listen to this podcast. And I'd encourage you to go check it out. Dude, In 2008, we were at a friend's house for a Christmas party. And my parents and I got into a yelling match about politics in their kitchen. I (laughs) I need to read (laughs) Jen Hammaker's piece. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, Lisa Turkhurst is in the issue talking about forgiveness and forgiving what you can't forget, which is a real Mm -hmm. struggle for a lot of people. Trauma is real. Mm -hmm. And how do you forgive while not forgetting?
5: Yeah. Yeah, and Lisa's obviously had to deal with that and she tells us a little bit about how she's had to deal with that what what inspired her to look into forgiveness more, uh, especially forgiving when it's very very difficult to forgive and uh, and so that I know this is a very dark heavy subject and she tackles it with her usual wisdom
2: and her usual grace. Yeah. And lastly, uh it's holiday season and we had a lot of fun putting together a 2020 Christmas gift guide. We we looked at Several categories of gift giving, creative ideas, stuff that gives back, stuff that's uh, not just materialistic, but, you know, quality, fair trade and thoughtful. That's the key. So here's the deal, folks you're going to look really good this this Christmas when you're giving all these really cool creative thoughtful presents and we won't we won't blow up your spot that you used our cheat sheet yeah. uh, to get mm-hmm. all your ideas so mm-hmm. uh, go check your, it out your
5: secret's safe with us <laughs> you can just go down the list and buy everything and then, and then it'll be
2: fun and, and we were really conscious about price point too so it's mm-hmm. there's stuff that's accessible mm-hmm. for everybody Affordable. this holiday season yeah go check it out hey many thanks again to UHSM for presenting for being our presenting sponsor for the issue 103 the November December issue of Relevant. Uh, we work night and day on this. We got sick. We work so hard to put this out there for you, folks. Go check it out. Share it. Help us spread the word. It's free. The new issue of Relevant. Check it out at relevantmagazine.com. Thanks, Tyler. Amazing job, man.
5: Hey, thanks to you, too. Thanks for, again, thanks for getting this one out of the gates. It's a good one.
2: <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. Up next, it's your feedback, and my voice will magically be healed.
4: I was born! Oh, and just like the river I've been running ever since It's been a long, a long time coming But I know a change gonna come Oh, yes it will
2: You're listening to Sam Cooke. The song is A Change Is Gonna Come. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, you know, we knew that you'd be hearing this show on Election Day. So on last Tuesday's show, we asked you an election question. We wanted we wanted your feedback about ways that you would change the political process moving forward. How would you make the elections more fair and free? How would you make it less divisive, and less partisan? How would you change the process for the better? You hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and several of you started posting in the comments on the podcast episode post on the relevant magazine Instagram account. That was very handy. Thank you for doing that. All right. Here's a few of our favorites.
0: Uh, Jacob on Instagram, he said this, he said, add a try again option where the parties have to submit new candidates. Like, (laughs) Nope. We want somebody else. Try again. (laughs) Oh, that's
3: funny. I I saw Um, this is an election, uh, but I'm sorry, I had to bring it up. Jesse, yeah, yeah. this is really important. Okay. My man said, I haven't got to the episode yet, but I have important feedback from the episode before. I work with someone who consistently commutes to work on a unicycle. You, so need, there's to that. Dis-
1: you need to do everything you can. I'd go to Mark down to HR right now and get that person out <laughs> of the board. There's no need for that person to be here. If they're capable of riding I to work to on a motorcycle, you, know, you bro, don't know to let what they're you. capable of. I saw I saw a, a lot There's of
2: a, there was a lot of feedback about the existence of land skis over the last two weeks. And I, Jesse, I think we need to all chip in and get you that for Christmas. I would I, <laughs> I would proudly
1: rock it. I would I would go all around town on that thing. I I I ride my bike to to, to my kids to school some mornings. Yeah. I would, I would, if if you guys bought me land skis, I would ride them Dude, to school. Your
2: kids are small enough; they could just like jump on and like ride, like almost I like know. when somebody paddle boards. I almost got hit, hey, kids.
1: It's in the front. You real know? talk. I almost got hit by a car today on my bike riding my kids to school, and I bet that would not have happened on land skis. I just feel like I feel like because on bikes, you know, people just kind of it's like banner yeah. blindness when you're yeah. browsing the internet; it's like they just ignore them. So when you see someone on 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 landskis, there's no way you're missing them. Um, okay, I saw a lot of people talk about. Um, abolishing when it comes to improving voting, abolishing or at least reforming the Electoral College. Hey, The Daily did a really interesting episode. I don't know if people listen to New York Times Daily about – The history of the electoral college—it's actually really fascinating, and it exists for reasons that you wouldn't think exist. That uh, back in the early days, like the founders thought, the American people—you know, this is pre-media—aren't really going to care about the presidential election because uh, you know they got to worry about stuff locally. How would they even know what's going on in Washington? Wow! You know, and so (laughs) they actually decided we'll just get a bunch of uh, smart, well-tempered people together, and we'll just pick a president, and that—and it's. Sort of evolved from there. If you want to learn about the weird history of the Electoral College, there's an episode called "A Peculiar Way to Pick a Leader" from the New York Times the Daily, and it and it is fascinating. And it makes it and just listening to it, the implications are: yeah, we should probably rethink this thing.
2: Ryan said on Instagram, he said, "Remove party affiliation labels on ballots." Mm. That's mm. interesting. Mm. He also said, "Make voting a federal work holiday, so everybody has the ability I to like make it that. to the polls." Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, schedule all primary elections on the same day. He said, 12 year term limits. That's crazy.
1: That's crazy. I don't know about that one. I don't know about don't that. About that. Know about that. Well, he for said, the Supreme uh, Court, I think, though. For the, oh, 12 year term limits oh, for the Supreme Court. He didn't say that. Right, there have right, right. they, <laughs> been proposals for 14 year t- term limits, I believe. I for, like that. I like that. that no, I, like, I like
3: that for sure.
2: And he said, set rep and senator pay the same as the median income with
3: no retirement benefits. Mm, Interesting. Wow. wow. Interesting. That's, uh, Andrew fail has a, has a great one, I think. He says, no voter registration. Everyone is auto enrolled at 18. I think that's great. Just why do we have to why register do we have to do that? every time? Like I have a social security number. Why shouldn't I just be able to just my social security number is my voter registration? Yeah.
2: Is it is it because the local county office needs to have a role of who's living in that county? I mean, because like they can't have three hundred million names in there.
0: Yeah.
1: Computer. Yeah, but, but I mean, look, if no, if, no. if bill collectors and credit card companies and cable companies can figure out where people live, I'm pretty sure the federal government <laughs> has the resources <laughs> to do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Eagles it doesn't facts. seem to be a problem. Who's ever delivered my mail figured out where I ended up. <laughs> I would hope the government would would, you know, I also saw a lot of and this is I, I'm a big advocate of this is rank choice voting so that you don't. It's not so binary that you actually you, it opens the field up to a lot of candidates and you rank them among, you know. Which ones, you know, that way it kind of takes away the binary nature of, of the democratic process, which I think at this point would probably be a good thing. That's really interesting.
3: So, All right. Well, there's yeah, m- ranked choices. Th- can you break rank choice now for people that don't know?
1: Yeah. So ranked choice. I mean, there's a couple different ways, but like hypothesis- it's almost like
3: the AP college football poll. Like
2: yeah. voters vote number one, two, three, four, and then it weights differently. Yeah, yep. and then the total because if a if some if one team got a whole bunch of number two, uh, you know, like it's just
1: it, it, like it moves it, you around. It, it, yeah. and, right. and, and the effect is it encourages civility because and it and it and it discourages people from from trying to go pull people to the fringes, which is by uh, to a two party system. The the goal is not only to get people to come to your side, it's to get them to hate the other side because it's binary, mm-hmm. it's one or the other. Mm-hmm. With rank Choice, your goal is to appeal as broadly as possible. Because that means if you're not, otherwise, if they don't rank you first, you'll be ranked last. And it'll basically nullify all of your top rank votes. You want to be a person who can appeal to the most people and actually be representative of the most people. So that way you don't end up at the bottom of the votes. Because even if you had a lot of people rank you number one, if a lot of people rank you last because you're a jerk, then you're going to lose. So it encourages civility, it encourages, uh, you know, centrist, I don't know the right adjective. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, being a centrist, it 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 encourages people to be more representative and come together with other candidates because no one wants to be the person at the bottom. And so it's a race. So instead of bringing discourse, a race
2: number one and fifty percent number five, you're zero. You're you're number three. Yeah, Yeah. you're number three. So so Mm -hmm. that's why that's
1: why instead of campaigning, being a race to the bottom, who can be the most you know the most aggressive? It's actually who can raise the discourse because you'll have the median higher votes. So I'm a big advocate of ranked choice voting i actually think uh, you know i know they're trying it in maine right now on on local elections and i think i think it's a promising concept that's really nice. cool all right well there's a
2: lot more that came from go check it out well at, or don't because after today the election's over and you probably won't want to go look at that feedback and think about the election so uh <laughs> we'll just move on together speaking of which it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Yes. all right well halloween's in the rearview mirror and we don't want to talk about what probably is the reality of a elongated election season. So we uh, we're 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 in November. We are officially in the throes of the holiday season. But the next holiday is a weird one. It's Thanksgiving. That's usually when extended families gather, spend time in close proximity, touching each other's food and uh, hugging each other and stuff. And that's not happening this year. So since this is going to be a weird kind of pseudo quarantine holiday season and uh, Thanksgiving in particular, we want to know what you are going to do or ways that we could spice up and make this Thanksgiving more memorable, more fun. So hit us up on Twitter at relevant podcast or post on this episode's post on the relevant magazine, Instagram account, and tell us ways that we can make this a Thanksgiving to remember since it's not going to be like all the other ones. Yeah.
0: Sounds good. Love it. Good one.
2: Love. All right. It. yeah right. I'll use them. I'll use those ideas. Cause I don't know what we're going to do for Thanksgiving. All right. Well, many thanks to KB for joining us today. You can follow him on Instagram at KB underscore HGA. Here's how you remember that. If you're not, if you don't have a pen and paper, his name's KB, pretty simple, a little space then. And then his group is HGA. So KB underscore HGA. There you go. Also, Make sure to go check out the new issue of Relevant. It is out now. It is available for free at relevantmagazine.com. Hey, soak it in, everybody. Soak in the free because it's not always going to be. Digital first, free for now. Relevantmagazine.com, some great, great content. Go check it out. Tell your friends. Help us get the word out. Share it, share it, share it, share it. it. Help us get the word out. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Jamie Ivey. Derek Miner. Stop talking about politics, everyone. (laughs) We'll see you on Friday. Have a good week.
3: Thanks for listening to The
0: Relevant Podcast. Wow. 48 years. Wow. Relevant Podcast Network.